Hello, hello, and hello to you. My name is Nick. I'm trying things with a little bit more of a gruff take today because I'm feeling gruff. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thanks for coming, coming. Thank you for coming. It's so good to have you. I know that you're probably busy working, writing resumes, cleaning a home, driving a car, picking up a person who's weird about not wearing a mask, staying home and worrying, going out and worrying, looking into the stars and saying, is this just a ceiling that people have lied to me is a real thing? Looking up at the stars and saying, I know space is real and I want to be there. In space, no one can hear you cough. Hi-oh. This is a good time. I'm feeling good. I don't know why. I took a nap. Long night last night. Took an hour-long nap. I'm in my old natural habitat. I am bubbly safe in my uh, home where I was sleeping for a long time. That my mother also lives in. This is not where I'm sleeping these days. Got to keep some level of safety going on. But it's good to be back in the room. It's good to have hear my voice in headphones. It's good to look outside and uh, see an older man tending to his garden, which is what happens when I look out the window. You know, if men were only gardeners, we wouldn't have these problems. I don't know if that's true. Well, what have I been up to? I hope you enjoyed part two of my interview with Dean Rispler. That was Really fun. Love talking to Dean. It's great uh, to do, and I hope you enjoyed it. He's a rocker, and he's a roller. And, uh, yeah, I'm just... I feel like I haven't given you a solo life update episode, and some people tell me they actually listen for the solo episodes. So it's uh, it's nice to finally be back here. If I get this out in the next four hours, uh, it will be released within this week, allowing me to hit my at least one podcast a week uh, standard, and all we got to hit, hit is our own personal standard, you know. And I also want to get it done fast because I want to um, go to the fruit market and it might be closed soon. And if we don't have fruit, we don't have life. Someone said to me the other week, Hey, what's going to happen to the supply chain? And I said, I don't know. Is that like a bike chain? You just go to the bike shop and you get it fixed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not worried about the future right now. I had a nap. You know, after a nap, your eyes are still a little, like, crusty or whatever, and, and you're, like, rubbing them, and you look around, and the world is fresh. That's still where I am. The world is fresh, and you're out of it, so I'm not thinking about nuclear war or gardening beyond the man gardening next door. I'm not thinking about the murder hornets. I'm not thinking about everyone wearing a mask on the subway or streetcar, and then the one person who's not wearing a mask is the person coughing. I'm not thinking about that. I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. Change. How have I changed?
since I was a youth. I don't think I'm less sensitive. I don't think I'm less distractible. But one thing I do think is I, at this moment in time, am better at managing dogs to the point of being able to be a 6 to 7 out of 10 level dog owner. I think if I had a dog, one dog, I'd be able to really make it work. I'd be nice to the dog. I'd take care of it. Shots. I guess I'd have to like start a lot of GoFundMes in case it got sick. I know how to do that. I know how to set up a go, 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 GoFundMe. And I just basically could be nice to the dog. They like being padded. They like it after you take them for a walk. You go, hey, you were good. You want this? Well, you better sit. And then they look at you, what? And then you go, sit. Then they sit. And it feels like you just conquered, you know? Maybe that, if more people just realize domesticating animals is as far as we should take controlling others, we'd be a lot better off. Maybe we wouldn't have had any of these problems. Things are still kind of stressy, but that's all right. I'm just right now, I'm just like, what do I do? I think the last podcast I did, I was kind of like that too. I mean, I, I'm a little confused. Am I just going to be a Zoom comedian? What about these outdoor comedy shows? I see all these clips of people doing comedy shows outdoors. I got a shout out. There's a very funny comment called uh, D- Daniel Webb out of the Los Angeles area via Texas. And I think he just recorded a special at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles to a bunch of people in cars. Looked insane. So good for Daniel. That's creative. But man, I'm not sure what to do. I see clips of people doing comedy at like Christie Pitts, this park in Toronto. And I'm just like, oh, I don't think you're like, you know, patient zero or anything. But I don't understand how to do this feels like a camp presentation. But then I thought about it a bit more and I realized, well, you got to make sure you're not just trying to project hatred on something that you're a little afraid to do, you know? Which isn't to say I want to do it, but people can do it if they want to do it. And then I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool talking to like a bunch of people sitting outside and just going like, I have ADHD. Here's some jokes about it. I think that would be kind of cool, you know? We got to get past, like, woke comedy and into, like, here is my issue comedy. And guess what? You have this issue, too, comedy. And also, let's at least try to be silly comedy. Not quite enough silliness. But then I'm seeing clips of people on TikTok. Y'all know TikTok? Who's on TikTok? You on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. We're on TikTok. Werner's on TikTok. I have been on TikTok. Once or twice, but in the end, I did not participate in the TikTok experience because there was a disharmony in terms of the dissonance that refused to go away as I listened on my headphones to the TikTok. 
that was when I realized my earbuds were actually false. Been watching a lot of Werner Herzog movies lately. Anyway, TikTok. I see the kids there on TikTok. Not kid kids, but you know, the youth. They're on TikTok. And dang nabbit, what they're doing is kind of funny. It's kind of like Vine. You know, when I first saw Vine, I was like, this is people being funny who didn't, for better or worse, like do stand-up comedy or TV comedy, whatever you want to say. They were just like goofy, goofy goofs. And, of course, this led to, like, the worst human beings in the world being the ones who got most famous from being on Vine. And that's Vine. I'm fine with that. But TikTok seems even more intriguing. And yet I am afraid to download it. And I do believe it is probably being used for surveillance. However, the kids who do it are funny. I saw one that, like, I don't know. I think we might actually be in a period where... I don't know. It's really hard to get up on a stage and do stuff that feels original or cool um, that isn't conversational or opinionated, if that makes any sense. But I think it's growing pains, maybe. I think it's actually leading, if not for the comedians of the day, to those of the future who will be very entertaining for a oxygen-free future world where if a robot hears you cough, they take you out. Did you hear a cough? Take him out. These, these impressions never get old. Never get old. The, the people might get old, the impressions don't. I wrote down a few things. Not going to talk about them all. We're kind of, oddly enough, this is more of a posy episode for me. So I don't want to get into all of the many um, human trafficking related things in the news lately. And I'll just blow right past that. And I'm going to talk about last night. I was out in the night with a few friends, a very special friend as well, and we're in the backyard, and every night, same thing, these raccoons come down the apartment building stairs, shimmy on down, there's a mother, multiple teats. And she's got four babies. And they're babies. They're tiny. And they're cute. And they're raccoons. And they crawl all over each other. In a cute way. You know? Like they're like trying to get a view. You know? That kind of crawling over each other. And people were having some kind of a party next door. And this wasn't a party we were having. It was social distanced. Classy. This one next door, I'm not saying they weren't social distance. I'm just saying they were a little loud. And the raccoons were too scared. Normally their routine is they go in the, they climb down the stairs and then they shimmy down to the other backyard. But there was a party was making them feel like something was wrong. And they kept 
kept on being scared and they were looking at us. Where do we go? They were trying to go down to the stairs and we were like, no, don't do that. Because that leads to the main street, you know, cars. I don't want to see anything happen to baby raccoons. And we're just like trying to convince them that it's okay for them to go to where the party is. But the party keeps happening. People at the other party are walking over, photographing the raccoons. Which we also did. But when we do something, it's fine. When others do it, don't! Don't, don't. You cannot. <laughs> okay. And uh, the raccoons just did not know what to do with these little baby raccoons. And then the mom's coming down being like, what's taking so long? You need a feeding? They're like, no, we're just trying to go down. And there's people. And then there's people here and they're telling us not to go there. What do we do? And there was like nothing. They were at a standstill and they started eating the neighbors upstairs plants, and we realized something has to be done. These raccoons are flummoxed. If one of the children gets separated, it could be bad. So, after some attempts at corralling them, I walked over to the stairs and stood up a little bit, locked eyes with the mom raccoon who was looking at me like, what now? Tell me, boss. And I go, here's what. Go over there. It's fine. And slowly but surely, the raccoons filed over there, got past their anger, their fear, shimmied. It was cute. They were, the little ones are so clumsy. The mom was making sure they were okay. I think one of them might have fallen down the fence on the other side, but I'm sure they all found each other. And... It was a nice moment, and I bonded with a mother raccoon. And, you know, don't hate the raccoons. Hate that we litter so much. They're just there to eat our litter. And they have litters. And those litters are the cutest things you ever saw. I'm not saying big raccoons are cute. They're scary. Their their curved backs are to be feared. But the little ones... Their curved backs are cute. They make weird noises, too. You ever get close to a raccoon? They're like... <laughs> so I bonded with raccoons. And I think if you get a chance, you should, too. This show is called Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm hoping I do a ton of episodes this week, this coming week, because there were, have not been enough. But sometimes you need a break. I really hope you're keeping safe, happy. We're all doing our best. Do it, you know. Don't be afraid if, if you're kind of reverting to certain things you do under stress. Just make sure that it's something you want to be doing and that you're being as safe as possible with it, which is to say no trans fats. Instagram, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Twitter, Weekly Podcast. Feel free to be a patron at patreon.com or a one-time donator at ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Thanks for listening. Flanagan Weekly.